0: You're listening to petliferadio.com.
1: Welcome to my dog digs dirt. I'm your host, Lauren Collier. So have you ever dreamed about leaving your everyday ho-hum job to follow your passion? Would you have the guts? That's just what my guest today did. His name is Tom Samuelson, and he left his career in corporate America to follow his passion of photography. And his images of wildlife are absolutely stunning. Stay tuned and meet photographer Tom Samuelson next on this episode of My Dog Digster. We are back, and you are listening to My Dog Digs Dirt. My guest is the oh-so-fabulous photographer, Tom Samuelson, who most recently was a finalist in the Weather Channel's 2016 Amazing out of Their Photo Contest, which is actually where I saw his unbelievable image of a snowy owl in flight. This is Unbelievable! Uh, 66, Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, right. About sixty-six thousand people entered, and you were one of sixty-four finalists. I think you got robbed. You should have won, Tom. <laughs> oh,
0: you're so sweet. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I actually tracked you down because I was so mesmerized by this image and then i saw your other images and i said i've got to talk to this man and then i come to find out in some of our conversations that you actually had the guts to leave your corporate job to go after your passion of photographer how did that happen tom
0: well i spent 25 years in corporate and it world and i uh, worked up the ladder i was a project manager for many years and a project director and i ran one of the biggest projects was the Y two K project for our local Blue Cross, and uh, I just kind of burned out, and I felt I needed some uh, change, and I picked up my camera again, and uh, starting to learn and pursue as much as I could about the natural world, and uh, you and I met up.
1: Ah, right, so and The rest is history. Right. But I laughed. The rest it. is history. Did your wife and your kids say, "What are you crazy like? You're leaving this?" Absolutely, they do all the time. <laughs> Well, I think when our listeners see what you have done and what you do, they will understand why you did this. Were you always a photographer, Tom? And was it always wildlife images? I mean, because you have a variety of other things as well. But I'm curious if you think you were born a photographer.
0: Uh, Not really. Uh, When I was a young boy, um, my mother and father uh, used to have a lot of parties and that kind of stuff. And my dad was a semi-photographer, and he had shoved his camera in my hand as a young boy and uh, said uh, you take pictures tonight and then I did and I kind of figured out and I kind of then made a mantra to figure this photography thing out and uh, the rest is history I mean I just kept pursuing it and in 1995-ish when I was all burnt out in corporate I picked up my camera again and um, really had a more of a passion for the wildlife, nature, uh, the beauty that exists within our natural world and uh, pursued it I was a student for years. I just kept studying, kept doing it, figuring you know figuring out what I had to do and uh, I am still learning, but uh, you know we are where we are right now, so i'm very grateful it's a lot of fun, and uh, it gives me an out. Mm. to go pursue the natural world and it's beautiful out there
1: oh it's gorgeous and i mean your images are really out of this world are you oh, surprised you. you know when i contacted you and said i i have to have you on the show because that snowy owl just blew me away you're so you know like shy almost you're like what so were you surprised <laughs> at, at people's response because i've read some of the comments on your website and they just think you're fantastic
0: well, that's a very nice thing, and I you know I keep uh, urging some of my friends to have a website, and they don't. And I go, you know, I can only push so hard and so long, but it is a very nice compliment. And I really don't make much money at this, but it's a hobby that really gives me a lot of enjoyment, you know. And I can go that's out it. into the world and see the beauty. And and uh, I'm negotiating right now with a. Uh, I've been contacted since the last time, Lauren, and you and I have talked. A TV station in Japan wants to use some of my in- Im- images, too. Yes. So. <laughs>
1: it's so fabulous. And, of course, you're internationally published. You talked about I you're am. on the cover of an Indian magazine, right, in India.
0: I am right now on the cover of a creative image magazine out of India. And uh, they decided to do – well, they're kind of a upstart, I believe, and they're doing quarterly – and then each quarter is on a whole different topic, and so this quarter was on nature
1: and stuff, so which of your photographs was on the cover?
0: Well, it was the one that um was on National Geographic. It's an owl pouncing on a mouse out in the natural world where they eat mice, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, they contacted me, and I said, "Well, sure, you know, but I'd like you know, they said that we're considering yours for the cover, and I said, well, that would be wonderful so and they did. It.
1: It's fabulous. Were you, were you blown away with the Weather Channels contest? Because...
0: Well, I was absolutely quite- blown away. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool.
1: And, you know, that has a mass audience, you know, so so many of us can see that who are weather geeks like myself. Uh, Also, you've been uh, in Audubon and and so many others. Do you have a favorite image or a couple that we can talk about? You know, the snowy owl is mine, so I want to touch on that. We're going to show listeners. No, let's talk about Uh, that because that was a photograph. Yeah, I mean, that was just unbelievable. What was the circumstances with that?
0: Well, a couple of years ago, nationwide, they call it a... Owl eruption, which is spelled I-R-R-U-P-T-I-O-N, eruption. So it's a lot of them where they run out of food. Up, They're usually in the Arctic. Uh, They usually stay in the Arctic. And for whatever reason, you know, they run out of food, and and, uh, they all of a sudden they all fly south. And there was a bunch in New York uh, State. They went all the way down to Florida, and uh, there was a bunch in Minnesota. And one of them uh, was... Kind of in the middle of the state, north of me, about an hour and a half. And a friend and I decided, let's you know, this is too cool. Let's go look for them. And uh, we found a young female. That's why they're all. The males are more white, and the okay. females have the dark barring on them, like you see in that photo. She was by the side of the road and very cooperative. And I mean, we got out and um, were you know photographing him some kind of down lower, and so you could get a low like laying on the ground and. She took off, and I took a whole bunch of photographs, and that one worked.
1: Could <laughs> you when you saw it? Were you like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I got this! This is so good!" Exactly.
0: Oh, I've exactly. you know you, we get back in the car and it's twenty below and I frostbit my fingers holding them up against my lens and
1: oh boy. that
0: is all overlooked when you're looking yeah, at your, you know it. the images
1: you know <laughs> right, right because I imagine it must be hard because it is wildlife you can't really plan it a, you sort of plan to do the owls were migrating but so what how do you do that on a regular basis you just go to different spots how what do you, um,
0: we, well I do a lot of research on the web as far as. Is anybody hearing or locating or doing or whatever? There is a one spot in northern Minnesota where the great grays owls normally inhabit, and uh, we try to make a few trips up there each winter, and uh, some are, when you see them, you know, some are very, very flighty, and as soon as you see them, they take off and they're gone, and then some are <laughs> very cooperative. I've walked up. There's been a few, you know, you're walking on the road, and they're right on the edge of the road, because for... Owls like that, they take voles and mice and small critters, and so along the edges of the roads is where they mow, and, you know, the city or the state, you know, keeps the brush back a little bit, which is perfect habitat for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so a lot of them in the early mornings and the late evenings will come out to the edge of the road, and I've had some that I've walked right up to it, and they look at me like, who are you?
1: So you do you do do a little homework as to maybe where you can oh, yes. find in this case an owl, but you do other animals and wildlife as well. Is there yeah, one, a lot of wildlife? Yeah, um, is there one that maybe you want that you've wanted and you still haven't been able to photograph? Oh, absolutely, the coyote, the wild coyote. Oh yeah, uh,
0: it's a very um, difficult uh, predator to get. I lucked out uh, a couple of years ago driving up to that spot for the owls. Um, there was two wolves. Timberwolves that were right along the edge of the road and the funny story with that was, you know, it it was a highway so we're doing 55, 60 miles an hour and I look and I said, there's two wolves!
1: Oh, wow! (laughs) That was a great surprise, right?
0: It was a great surprise and uh, my friend who was driving was slamming on the brakes as we were trying to turn around and I was trying to unlock my seatbelt and get into the back seat while he was slamming the brakes to get my camera
1: (laughs) That's so
0: funny (laughs) Yeah, and we got turned around, and to our, our amazement, they stayed there. And we pulled up right on the edge of the road, and they looked at me, and with both are you know both of them are looking at me, and I was firing away, and and then they took off, but. Okay. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's like that, but the coyote is one that I have not been able to get. Um, very elusive. I'm already brainstorming how I might do that, you know. <laughs> right. I
1: mean, I imagine that must be fun, though, because oh, that's know, it's a, like that's a challenge a you want to find and photograph sort of thing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. The fun is figuring it out, figuring out, okay, how do I get what I need to get, and how, how do I do this, you know. And,
1: right. Um, and I guess some are easier than others.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The songbirds, um, are very easy, um, but the hawks, the predator type birds are very hard. I have not had much luck at all with hawks. Owls more obviously success than hawks, but, right. uh, I don't know. I just keep, keep at it. It's a, it's a, it's a passion and it's, it's a, a great enjoyment in my life. So. Yeah, it it's I mean, fun it, to be in the Weather Channel finalist. Uh-huh. was really- so awesome. You should have
1: <laughs> won again. But but so it, some days I would assume you go out and you capture these wonderful, stunning images. And some days you come back and you're like, mm, I didn't get much. Or, I it, didn't get, it, get anything.
0: Much, right? Right? Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I went just- up.
0: Uh, my youngest son lives in the northern Minnesota, right on Lake Superior in Duluth, Minnesota. And right now the hawks and the shorebirds and all those kind of things are migrating south wow. and with the lake. They funnel, the North Shore funnels them down into Duluth and um, there's a big three-mile beach along the south end of Lake Superior that uh, they inhabit, so. uh, you know, to refuel on their way south. And I was up there and, you know, I I was really kind of disappointed to your point. Uh,
1: about, right. You
0: know, there's none, yeah. You know, there's nothing okay. here. I must have missed a bunch. And I, I mean, I, I came away with one image that I like, but
1: <laughs> yeah I guess well that's you know part of I guess the challenge and the fun of it now one or two of your favorite images Tom I told you mine was a snowy owl but I'm sure you have one or two that you were just sort of like wow this is so great
0: and there's several because there's one on my website that I got a couple of weeks ago from Duluth that is a shorebird that you know you, it's hard to explain when an image just kind of grabs you if, right uh, I was laying, I was laying on the ground and the shorebirds were going all over the place, and you know this greater yellow legs, uh, It's a bird that wow. uh, came pretty close. It was right at evening sunset. Uh. Um, uh, yeah, you know there there's several in my, you know there's some in the in, nor- in way northern Minnesota up by the border of Canada. We have been fortunate to have the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness, and uh, we usually make a trip, try to make a trip every year. And there's uh, we have found a lot of hike trail. There's a lot of trails that hike up to. Well, in Minnesota, they're mountains, but they're not
1: mountains—not
0: <laughs> like the Adirondacks right. or the Rocky Mountains. But
1: <laughs>
0: but you can get up on overlooks and look out over all of the you know the terrain, and it's just beautiful with the fall colors. And
1: oh, well, uh, I'm sure you've never regretted leaving an office for that. I mean, that's like no, you
0: know, no, it's right? it's no. In crazy. fact, we're leaving uh, next weekend to go back up there.
1: So. <laughs> uh. Well, what, I mean, for people who love photography, I'm one of them. Yep. Can you offer some maybe, you know, tips on when you're out and you want to uh, photograph something? Because mine certainly don't look like yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what can you, and of course, as you said, it's a lot of work. So I, I don't mean it's to. It's a lot know, of work. Say, but maybe for us amateurs, what would you suggest?
0: Well, the one thing that I think a lot of people in the photography community, first of all, you have your shutter speed, which is the amount of shutter when your shutter opens and closes to let light into your camera. The sh- shutter speed and f-stop. F-stop is what controls the depth of field or how much of your photograph is going to be in focus. Okay. And an f4, which is a wide open, is a very narrow, shallow depth of field. And like an f22 or f29 is like from here to the infinity, it's you know going to be in focus. But there's an inverse relationship between your shutter speed and your f-stop. Okay. So the smaller the f-stop, or the smaller the hole, meaning a larger number like an f29, means you're letting very little light into the back end of your digital or your digital receiver. You know, and okay. that means you have to have a slower shutter speed. Well, if it's really windy and you have a very slow shutter speed, meaning it's going to stay open longer, it everything's going to be blurry. So okay. it's just learning that okay. the f-stop and shutter speed, there's an inverse relationship between the two. And once right. you get that, then you can play with how much you want in focus or not. I shoot a lot of my animals, if you notice, is a very smooth and clean background.
1: Oh, yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah, okay. So that's that's a tip that means I'm shooting a very wide open and a very narrow oh, I depth see. of field. I see. Okay. So there's a lot of concepts that go into the understanding of the relationship between your shutter speed and your f-stop. And if once you understand that inverse relationship, you can start controlling and manipulating how your shots are going to turn out.
1: So. so interesting, yeah. I mean, because you can't manipulate the wildlife, but right, you can do whatever you can to, to hope that you take a photo. your exactly. Have your photographs changed, and I'm sure they have since you first started 20 years ago?
0: Oh, many, many, yes. It's yeah. learning. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the biggest thing that I have learned, our human eye yes. can see up to 15 different tonal ranges. So huh. when you have a bright day... And you have shadows in the trees and you have sun on other trees. The camera, especially with film, couldn't make out the details across that grade of contrast between light.
1: I see, right.
0: And the digital camera can now, I believe it's seeing to six to seven different tonal ranges. Film was four to five. So it's up to the photographer to understand how much contrast there is. And, you know, if you want that shadows or you don't want the shadows, or right. if you expose for the shadows, you're going to overexpose for the bright sunlight areas or vice versa. Yeah. And so the the equipment today is still not to the human eye, but it's getting better. But yeah. it's up to the photographer to understand the situation he or she right. is in in order crafting that shot.
1: And really that's the beauty of it. Otherwise we could just like, it was like one of those self-driving cars. We could just put the camera and like let it go. Right. So that's And everybody,
0: 99.9% of the people shoot in automatic mode. And I never shoot automatic mode. And you know, that's once you understand how a camera perceives and captures light, you have a much better chance of, Manipulating your settings to get for the situation you're in to get the right shot.
1: And and yours that are spectacular. Easy. We're gonna take a short break. My dog digs dirt. We'll be back with photographer Tom Samuelson. Stay tuned.
0: When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots, a thin dull coat. So I take the dog to the vet for the standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. No results. (laughs) I hear your advertisement on the radio.
1: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000.
0: So I get the five-pound box of Dynavite and the Licko Chops within a four-week total. Instead of a German Shedder, I have a German Shepherd. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite. And the results, they're just incredibly outstanding. And she loves it. When you rescue a dog, you have to do the right thing. You've got to feed them right for life. Do the Dynavite. (gasps) Dynavite for life.
1: 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. let talk pets.
0: Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet
1: My Dog Digs Dirt is back. I'm here with photographer Tom Samuelson, who left his corporate job. Was it 20 years ago, Tom? To it's, pursue. Uh, yeah? it's
0: huh? Almost 20 years ago, yeah. Almost oh,
1: 20. I'm not going to date you here. Uh, to pursue <laughs> the passion of photography he's got some absolutely spectacular wildlife images and listeners you really you have to see these tom where can people see what you've done uh, really they're just they're really out of this world in fact you not only do wildlife but you're doing some things in space i mean you're not going to space but uh you know so oh, right <laughs> yes exactly
0: the astrophotography <laughs> exactly. is exactly
1: exactly it is a
0: wonderful wonderful avenue open avenue for a lot of people and when we go to the Boundary Waters this fall up in the northern Minnesota, ah. we do a lot of astrophotography, and, and the digital world has really expanded that for a lot of people because it's much easier than the film world. Oh, yeah. And it's truly, you know, when you're standing out in the middle of the Boundary Waters up on the top of a peak looking out in oh. the clear blue sky or the clear sky at night, and oh, you see so much more than you do in... You know, around Minneapolis where I live, because of the city lights and everything like that. And, absolutely. And, um, oh, it's absolutely phenomenal. You're standing out there in pitch darkness, uh, and you're looking up, and there's just billions and billions of stars, and uh, it gives you a whole different perspective
1: oh, I on bet. our universe. And I know the area and it's beautiful. I, what amazes me is that sometimes you see that and you're not sure that you could ever recreate that in a photo, but you you managed to do that. and, and oh, really, it,
0: it takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. A lot of times we're up till three, four, five o'clock in the morning and then we go to bed. <laughs>
1: right, right. But I, I'm sure it feels so good. Where, so where can our listeners see your work, Tom?
0: Well, my website is the primary source and that's TomSamuelson, one word, com.
1: And are you on uh, Facebook or Instagram or no, that? No, I'm
0: not on okay. Facebook.
1: But they can't see your, never, your photo? I've just or...
0: never been there. I guess i just never been there. You know? Well, you're so
1: busy taking the photographs, right? How do you have time to do that? <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> I know you mentioned uh, the bird, but do you have another favorite we can, you know, touch on?
0: Well, I have several. absolutely several favorites. I mean, one of the things that I love is doing um, the Boundary Waters photography itself and in the, in the landscape photography up there is absolutely oh, beautiful. Oh, that's... Yeah. But the one that went in SMG Graphic is probably my favorite. It is the owl pouncing on a mouse. Uh right. you know, that was what is really, it really it really is like, what catapulted a lot of you know the interest in my website and interest yeah. in me and it still is today. That's one of the images that a Japanese T V station wants to use and
1: oh, that's, so <laughs> that's on great. the cover but, of India. So that's so great. When you see it, it feels like it's almost a movie. That's how great it is because you've captured it in a photograph. But it looks like. We saw the
0: owl. Well, thank you. And we saw the owl. This is in northern Minnesota, really, actually, right along the shore of Lake Superior. Oh, one February. Cold. I mean, it was cold. And he was sitting in a tree. We watched him and he took off. And, you know, I mean, it was. I was just. The camera was. As fast as I could take a picture, it was taking pictures.
1: Yeah, that's right. You have to be quick, right? You must have good eyesight. Yeah, you do.
0: Um, (laughs) Things happen when they happen; they happen fast, and otherwise, it's long and boring. And all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, right.
1: And you you have to dress for the occasion. Oh yeah. I use that. It's cold. It's cold. Twenty
0: below a lot of times.
1: Well, I mean, you're working. There's one
0: cute story um, of some of the images that are my favorites. Right. Last year in January, it was, and of course. We picked the coldest weekend. Of course. Uh, <laughs> we went up to War Road, Minnesota, which is right on the Canadian border, and we saw some bohemian waxwings that were eating the frozen crab apples right next to oh, Marvin God. Windows Factory.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> funny! That's so funny! Right
0: in downtown War Road, and here we are trying to figure out how we're going to get these pictures. And so we stopped right in the snowbank, you know, from the plow, is plowed up to the edge of the road, and stopped. And, we're laying in the street oh, in downtown War Road <laughs> uh-huh. taking uh-huh. photographs of the of the Bohemian waxwings oh, as they come down to under the snow. And I mean, there's just fun little, oh,
1: that's so, great. you know,
0: memories like that when you go out. That you know, people are looking at you, and the cars are driving around you. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. and, uh, and you were okay, right? You nobody. And we're okay, you. yeah. And,
0: no cops came and bothered us, and you know, but it was—it's
1: great. Well, you know, its, you it's
0: know. the memories like that, I learned Absolutely. that really you know, are so much fun. So, and
1: I'm sure when you see your pictures, sometimes you see something different than someone like I would because you remember, you know, the moment when you took it.
0: Right, like exactly, and right? uh, there's a lot of—we were out photographing the common loon on one of the lakes west of Minnesota, in western Minnesota, and we found one lake where they're pretty cooperative, or some are pretty cooperative, and my wife really likes one where the cattails are all messed in the background, and I'm not, you know, that's not my favorite, but right. she likes it. And I go, it's it's different for everybody's eye. Everybody's eye beauty. has a different, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's like a beauty in the eye of the beholder, but I think that's probably yes. the beauty of it for you too. When when, You know, sometimes you might be surprised when someone sees something, then you say, oh, okay, you know, in your work or something. It, it, you, it varies a lot. It. And, yeah. Yep.
0: What I like, you may not like, or somebody else may not like, and you know, but that's the beauty of it. My eye is different, and your eye is different, and um, that's why photography is called art.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, I encourage all our listeners to uh, stop by, see your work, and even uh, send you a comment, because that's what I did, and you were so kind to yes. write me back, and uh, here you are. And um, I'm more than she- welcome
0: to reply. There's a contact uh, tab right. on my website. I'd love to talk to all of you about that.
1: And is your work for sale, Tom, or how does that work? It is. Okay.
0: It is. You contact me through the website. Give me some idea as to what size... You know, or what image you're looking for. Every image has a name underneath it individually. And in fact, Lauren, that all image that we are talking about for the Weather Channel, I just mailed a copy to a couple in Pennsylvania. Oh.
1: <laughs> so just so this morning, did they see it on the Weather Channel? Yeah, just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, I put it on my Facebook page, and people just were blown away. So I'm so oh, glad oh, I found you. you. I'm so glad I found you, Tom. Uh, thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate. Oh, it. I loved it, and please stay in touch, Lauren. Yes, and I, I wish. You continued success. Thank, Thank you, you to all of our listeners out there. Uh, you don't want to miss seeing these images; they are unbelievable. Uh, this has been my dog digs dirt, and I'm your host Lauren Collier. Let's talk pets every week on demand
0: only on PetLifeRadio.com.